and welcome back to The Happy Half, a half-hour weekly podcast with me, Heather Conder, to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news. It's episode eight. Not quite as good as the number seven. I'm afraid there aren't nearly so many fun facts about the number eight, but there's still lots to look forward to in this episode. Also, as I'm recording this, apparently it's 88 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't really measure in Fahrenheit, but that's what I'm told, which is equal to about 31 or 2 degrees. So I hope I make it to the end of this episode before passing out. I might end up speaking quite quickly. It is too hot to be inside with blankets around me right now. But anyway, happy August, everyone. Can you believe we're over halfway through the year? I hope you're all managing to enjoy the summer weather and you're up to some lovely summer activities within what's permissible. I had a enjoyable and productive week last week and I had a few really fun interviews which you can look forward to in the coming episodes. And there's been some very wholesome news this week which I cannot wait to share. So go grab a drink, settle in, unless you're on a run or something in which case you can't. I really don't understand people who listen to podcasts when they're running. I know a few people who do and I personally need something with a hardcore beat in order to motivate me on a run but maybe that's just me. Anyway if you are running I salute you keep going. But regardless here we go I hope you enjoy the happy news coming up this week. I have lots to talk about in my top three today, from big things to relatively small and everyday things which have made me happy. So the first thing which I have to mention is eating out. Having not gone out for dinner since early March, I think, I went out twice in two days last week. How crazy is that? I really felt like I was living the high life. And I'd forgotten how much I love going out for food and drink. You can get a little bit dressed up. You can choose something you wouldn't normally cook. You can order a nice glass of wine. I even put on some lipstick. It was so great. A little less great for the bank. But it did feel like a really nice occasion. And there were lots of precautions in place. So we came away feeling very full, very happy and like it was a safe thing to have done. And the food was delicious. One of the dishes was arancini balls. Ooh. And they had lots of tomato as well. They were so, so good. And I didn't know this, but my sister informed me that tomatoes are one of the foods which release the highest amount of serotonin, which is the hormone best known for its positive effect on mood. So no wonder I had such a good night. I looked it up and there are 220 milligrams of serotonin in one gram of tomatoes. So I suppose the message I'm saying is, eat loads of tomatoes everyone, they're great. Anyway, small digression, but (laughs) I had a lovely meal with my family and then after that happened on Saturday, the next night... I went for round two. I went out with a friend for some Caribbean food in Oxford. And I won't lie, the food was a little bit spicy. I'm not really a spicy gal, am I? Let's be honest. But 
The spicy food was easily combated with an accompanying mojito to cool me down. I have to say, though, that my alcohol tolerance is at an all-time low. There really isn't much of an incentive to get drunk at home with my parents. So now I have two cocktails and I'm very happy, very chatty, loving life. My student days are clearly behind me, but it does mean that I'm a cheaper knight, so can't complain. But it was lovely to go out again, and yeah, twice in two days. Very extravagant indeed. Haven't been out again since, but did love it. And I think even the large chains are back open again now, and they've really got it sorted out, actually. A lot of restaurants are ordering on apps, and there's Hansan readily available, the menus are all sorted, and... I think they're really keen to have as much custom as possible. And now, of course, we're in August, so there's half-price meals every Monday to Wednesday. So definitely go and treat yourself if you can. You definitely deserve it. The next thing which I want to talk about, which I am sure many of you are well aware of, is Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. I love it. I've been listening to it all week. It has just a really chilled vibe, doesn't it? And it's quite different from her other albums. It has much more of an indie folk feel and a total of 16 songs. And I think there are some really eloquent lyrics. She's quite the poet, really. I particularly love This Is Me Trying and Invisible String. And she uses some lovely metaphors which chime with the recent times. I read that Taylor Swift penned these songs in response to isolation, so for her, writing was a way of escaping, and in the album, she escapes into history, into fantasy, and into memories. I also couldn't help but notice there's a rather apt song there called August. And true to the style of the album, the song's not exactly happy, but it's really well written, and... I think we all know the feeling of months slipping away into a moment in time or sipping away like a bottle of wine. I just think she's a really clever, beautiful writer and I've loved listening to the album. It's been on all the time, whenever I'm cleaning, doing jobs and I've listened to it a few times in the bath. It's very suitable for a relaxing bubble bath, which I actually don't do very often, but... Boy, does it make you feel very zen and like you have your life together when you're in the bath listening to Taylor Swift. (laughs) And then the last thing that I want to mention in my top three this week involves social media. Over the past week, I have been trying to go on social media much less and I found it to be really beneficial. So every Monday morning, I get quite a scary notification from Apple telling me my screen time. I'm sure you all do as well. And one week I was quite shocked by how many hours a day I spend on my phone. It was frankly appalling. So I decided that I needed to limit how much time I'm spending on social media. Calls and FaceTimes, all fine, but just social media. So recently I've been going on it less regularly. For example, I'll go on at the beginning and the end of the day and not much in between. And I honestly think it has made me feel much less anxious and a little bit better generally. Don't get me wrong, I love things like Instagram. I will happily have a very good stalk. But sometimes 
and I'm sure some people will agree, it can be very overwhelming and a bit all-consuming. And especially recently, we've seen how easily hate can spread on certain platforms. And in the same way that social media can be and is really powerful in helping to spread awareness and positive messages, equally it can be quite damaging and it can be easy to just get lost in a sea of negativity even when that negativity is highlighting important things or is valid. So I think essentially I've been trying to find a balance with social media and it can be quite a lot of pressure and it can be easy to overthink and compare. So recently I've still been sharing what I think is important and beneficial and even just things that have made me smile. I do mostly run the podcast on Instagram But I have also just taken more time away from my phone to just live in the moment and dwell less on things. And I genuinely think it makes the world a little bit less mad. So I thought I'd mention it in case anyone resonates with any of this. I can't really fathom the idea of deleting Twitter and Instagram. I will not be doing that. But sometimes it's good to just take a little step back. You know, have a break. Have a Kit Kat not sponsored by Kit Kats, although Kit Kats are really good. (laughs) There we go. Stories from others. Get ready for some cracking stories this week. And once again, thank you so much for sending in your news and what's made you smile. The first story is from Sammy and her mum, Heidi. Sammy is only 11 years old and she has already created a very successful project called Sammy's Buddy Bench Project. So a few years ago, Sammy discovered that some schools have friendship benches in playgrounds. So whenever a child is feeling lonely, they can go and sit on the bench and someone will come and ask them to play. And Sammy thought this was a really great idea and that her school also needed one of these benches. She found a local company called Green Tree Plastics who recycle plastic bottle caps into benches and she loved the idea of combining these things and creating buddy benches out of plastic bottle caps, therefore helping both the environment and any children who might be feeling lonely. So she started a campaign to collect as many plastic bottle caps as possible And since starting the project, she has so far collected enough caps to donate 100 benches to schools, which is absolutely fantastic. That must be so many caps. I cannot believe that. And the project continues to grow more and more and more people are also collecting caps and wanting to do this all over the world. And... Sammy is right, no one should be lonely, this is such happy news, the benches sound great and when I read her story it really warmed my heart and clearly Sammy believes that acts of kindness go a long way. Her mum was talking about her website and my favourite thing is a quote which she has on the website saying, it doesn't just have to be adults that make a difference, it can be kids too, it's good to be kind. And how right she is. Everyone can make a difference. And her mum, Heidi, is clearly very proud. And so she should be. 
And the next piece of happy news to share is from Ina, who lives in Finland. And she has recently been to some dance classes in an actual studio. Her message was accompanied with lots of exclamation marks and a heart emoji. I think the situation is slightly better in Finland. In fact, I know it is. But Ina was thrilled to be back. She's a beautiful dancer. How great must it be to be able to have the space to move properly in a studio with sprung floors and mirrors rather than being limited to dancing in your sitting room on the carpet, avoiding your dog around your feet. It will be fantastic when it's safe enough here to eventually get back to a dance studio. And although we are a way off that, things are beginning to reopen, if hesitantly. And I know quite a few people are now going back to the gym. And someone I know also recently attended their first in-person Pilates class. It's just so nice to have the luxury of space, isn't it? And also the use of proper equipment. Although, don't get me wrong, I am absolutely not knocking people's home gym setups. I've seen that people are using water bottles as dumbbells, tins of baked beans or rice for weights, and even books and paint cans and bags of onions. You name it, anything goes. But I am also very glad that things are starting to return to some sort of normality, particularly in Finland, by the looks of things. I'd love to go to Finland sometime. Everyone I know there is so lovely and it looks like such a beautiful country. And they clearly have their health quite sorted out. And speaking of reopening, this week sees the start of outdoor theatre productions again, which is so exciting. I recently had the pleasure to chat to Emily, who is the producer at the Watermill Theatre in West Berkshire, one of the country's most successful regional producing theatres. In an incredibly short turnaround time, they have managed to put together a fantastic summer season for August. So Emily told me all about their very exciting plans. Hi Emily, welcome to The Happy Hearth. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to be talking to you today about the Watermill. I absolutely love your gorgeous theatre. Such an exciting season coming up. Can you just tell us a little bit more about your upcoming summer productions? Absolutely. So we have uh, two productions coming up. The first is a incredibly silly, completely (laughs) brilliant production of The Hound of the Baskervilles, which is a Sherlock Holmes story with three actors playing all sorts of wild and wonderful characters. And then we have uh, Lerner and Lowe's absolutely stunning uh, musical Camelot, which will be opening in a few weeks' time. It's one of my favourites, actually. It's got gorgeous music. And it's going to be in your stunning gardens. For anyone who doesn't know the watermill, beautiful gardens. And we'll be amidst the ducks as well. (laughs) Absolutely. We're so, 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 so fortunate here that although we can't be inside our equally beautiful theatre, we're just so lucky to have uh, all of this space outside that means that we can welcome audiences back, um, satiate a little bit of that hunger for seeing live theatre again, and just get to, you know, bring some joy back after months and months of being being away. I know, I know. Well, I've got a ticket to come and see Hound of the Baskervilles, and I think it's a great job because I swear they sold out so fast. Your tickets. Yes, we sold out in 24 hours. Crazy. Which was, which was such a shock to me. I, I got a, I got a phone call from our artistic director, Paul Hart, 
who um who sort of said hi yeah so you know we've completely sold out and this was at like half past 10 on <laughs> public cooking day and I said no hang on no what sorry he said oh yeah 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 really nonchalant and you know yeah really cool. oh I didn't know what to say. I, I lost all of my words, which is, you know, unheard of for me. Oh, well, it just shows how desperate people are to get back to the theatre. We've been missing it so much. Absolutely. You know, there is such hope for the future, not just here at the Watermill, but, but more widely. And, you know, we've got colleagues and friends in other theatres that are not doing so well um, and, and are really struggling to survive. And if we can offer one thing, it's just a, a ray of hope that this industry is resilient and, and kind of can bounce back. Absolutely. It really will as well. And I know that the Watermill especially has such a strong community and everyone wants to support. And you've had amazing fundraising efforts as well. I saw on Twitter, actually, you raised a crazy amount even last week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, we, we raised something like £33,000 or something on Friday, which was a match-giving day. Uh, a local charity match-funded for every £1 we raised, they would match-fund £2 up to the value of £10,000 raised. So, yeah, we raised an incredible amount of money in, in one day, which, as you say, is, is really a real testament to our audiences and, and friends and family across the nation i know i'm so incredibly thrilled and i'm unbelievably excited i mean the first piece of live theater in nearly five months i cannot wait (laughs) i'm watching the dress rehearsal this evening so i get i get in even earlier (laughs) it all kicks off so soon so soon and you had the quickest turnaround time but you've done an incredible job by the sounds of things yeah we i mean it's ridiculous we went from internally saying this is what the plan is to putting on a a brand new play with a brand new script in 10 days uh, which is utterly ridiculous and the amount of work that has gone into both of these productions is absolutely astounding you know we're we're a small team here we could not be more proud of all of our colleagues here it's no mean feat and I mean it's going to be absolutely fantastic and I bet you can't wait to welcome people back because we can't wait to come back (laughs) cannot wait to welcome people back it's incredibly exciting very exciting it's very very happy news it's perfect for the podcast so thank you so much for sharing i mean if anyone doesn't know the watermill they absolutely have to check it out because it is incredible it's so beautiful inside and out and i know it will be back with vengeance even after these summer productions we shall see plans are afoot yeah very exciting thank you so much emily lovely to talk to you so welcome lovely to speak to you too Stories from the news. It's been quite a changeable week in the news, but people are enjoying various activities within what's allowed, and there's even now a gondola cinema in Venice, which sounds very idyllic. But I've once again chosen some of my favourite pieces of news from across the week to share and have a little chat about. Firstly, I want to talk about Greta Thunberg, who let's be honest, is a queen. And she's often quite rightly hailed as the Joan of Arc of environmentalism. An inspirational climate change activist, the founder of School Strike for Climate and many other things, Greta has just been awarded a new humanitarian prize worth 1 million euros, being described as one of the most remarkable figures of our days. She said she was very honoured to receive the prize, but unlike many 17-year-olds, because she's still only 17, who 
who I'm sure would be thrilled to keep that amazing amount of money, she immediately pledged to donate it all. I quote, We're in a climate emergency, and my foundation will as quickly as possible donate all the prize money of 1 million euros to support organisations and projects that are fighting for a sustainable world. My admiration and respect for Greta Thunberg knows no bounds, and I'm sure we'll be even more grateful for her in years to come. That's just a really lovely theme in this episode of the youth making significant change, isn't there? And I think Greta really is quite remarkable. And the first €100,000 of the prize money will go to the SOS Amazonia campaign, led by Fridays for Future Brazil, in order to tackle the coronavirus outbreak in the Amazon. So very important and an incredibly worthwhile use of the money. I think if this period of time has shown us anything, it's how much we actually rely vitally on those working in the public sector to help out and better our world. So like those in the emergency services and those helping with the coronavirus outbreak, the NHS and people like our teachers. So I thought a good piece of news this week was the welcome announcement that 900,000 public sector workers are to receive above inflation pay rises. While I must admit that the Treasury appears to be promising a lot of different things, I think this is very important and it should be reflected and recognised. So teachers in England and UK doctors and dentists are going to see an increase in 3.1% and 2.8% respectively and prison officers in England and Wales will receive a 2.5% pay rise. All of these people have done incredible work to help the country through, and they just do amazing work each and every year, don't they? I know I've mentioned that before. And as another piece of happy news which is related to this, I read that over the past few months there have been some improvements in prison behaviour. In particular, I read a lovely story about HMP Lincoln, where they have started offering unlimited toast and jam to prisoners, as opposed to the regular cold breakfast pack. Since doing this, they have seen an 11% reduction in violence. Obviously, we cannot attribute this statistic solely to the toast. Well, I don't think we can. But the inspectors have said that The familiar and homely smell of toast was found to contribute to a relaxed ambiance in the wings. And even small privileges like this really can make notable differences in behaviour. The prisoners at HMP Lincoln also had the choice of unlimited porridge, which for anyone who knows me will know that is my absolute go-to. Definitely makes me happier in the morning. But it shows how important food is. And... I hope that other prisons also do similar because it's such a simple thing. And even if it doesn't end up making much of a difference, there is the potential for positive consequences. And I think it's quite literal food for thought there. I thought that was very interesting indeed. What a lovely episode, recognising the efforts of so many people like Sammy, Greta, our key workers, and all of those keeping us entertained. All of these things make me so happy. Happy as Larry. A great start to August, if you ask me. Also, little side note, but while I think of it, 
Who is Larry? Why are we happy as him? Happy as Larry? I don't know any Larrys. Never met any Larrys, actually. I'd have thought it'd be better to have some alliteration in there, personally, you know. Happy as Helen, or happy as Harry. Happy as Harry. Maybe they meant to write Harry, but there was a spelling error. (laughs) No, I am sure that there is a very reasonable and coherent explanation for this strange phrase. And I'm going to look it up as soon as I finish recording. But I just thought how odd some phrases are. Anyway, that's the end of that. We'll say that that is bridge under the water. As I like to say, I get confused and always say, oh, it's bridge under the water, guys. Bridge under the water. Yes, it's water under the bridge, I know. But I'm unique. (laughs) So I do say very, very odd phrases. But... I hope this episode has made you as happy as that mysterious Larry and I hope you have a very good week. I'm going to stop right now because I am sweating and I really need to finish recording and go and get a cold drink but please do keep sending in your very lovely and happy news and I have quite a few exciting things planned myself coming up in the next week so I shall report back next Monday where there's also a very lovely little interview. Bye for now.